Welcome to the H&H Hour podcast. I am Heidi Bolt, one of your hosts. My co-host is Heather Taves. Good morning, Heather. Good morning. I'm glad to be with you today. I know. I'm glad to be with you. Okay, so last night we were in this parenting class together. Mm-hmm. We were. This outstanding dad in our church, a friend of ours, was leading a conversation about Generation Z. Yes. Which is the generation our kids fall in. Yes. Also called screeners. Screeners. Appropriately named. Appropriately. So it's kids that were born, is this correct, 2003 and kids that will be born until about 2023. Yes. Right? Yes. So all of our kiddos and yes. probably many of our listeners' kids mm-hmm. fall into that generation. Right. What, how did you feel walking away from that all of that information about this generation? Yeah. One, I wasn't surprised because yeah. I see it with my own kids mm-hmm. and their friends. And so a lot of the information that um, – I mean, there were some things that I was like, whoa, that's yeah. very sobering mm-hmm. to hear. Um, but, you know, honestly – I, it didn't scare me at all because mm-hmm. I am not a person that looks at statistics and says that has to be the norm. Right. I'm a person that looks at labels and statistics and says that does not have to be the, the norm right. because I serve a God who that, is yeah. so much greater than yeah. all of but this. God. <laughs> but God. And yeah. so um, I, I guess to sum it all up, one, I think it's really important as parents that we be aware of mm-hmm. what our kids are facing and aware of what their generation, sort of the labels that are put on them and the things that, that they're coming against. Yeah. But two, I don't think we need to let it scare us. Right. We just have to, well, you know, be on the proactive end of it to mm-hmm. say like, okay, this is something we, our parents didn't have to deal with. Uh, the technology and the screens and yeah. the awareness of all of the things in the world now that they have that we didn't have. Instant access to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but to just be be prepared. Yep. What be about vigilant. you? Um, the same. I I didn't walk away feeling fearful. I was. Ju- I am just glad to have more information on it because I've not really studied much on it. Um, but I did think it would be interesting if Ryan's up to it to podcast him mm. about that conversation. That's a great idea because I think there would be a lot of good information mm-hmm. that um, he could really bring a lot of good insight for our listeners. I think that's a so, great idea. We'll have to ask him, Ryan. We know you're listening, so please let us know if you're interested. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, well, Heather, I am excited for this conversation today. Um, sometimes we chat, and it's just the two of us. And if you're a first-time listener, we often have guests on our show. And the whole idea of the H&H Hour is that we believe ordinary is extraordinary. Yes. That it's the, it's the ordinary lives that we're all living. You know, we're, we're not authors or we're not, we haven't uh, founded a huge organization or right. own a massive company that everyone knows our, our title. Um, but we're just living these ordinary lives that mm-hmm. God is doing in- incredible things through. Yeah. And so we love to hear the stories of people that God puts in front of us. Yes. And um, today I'm excited to welcome Sally Payne to the H&H Hour. Hi, Sally. Good morning. Good morning. We are so glad to have you here. I'm thrilled to be here. Good. This is great. So a little background on how I know you yes. is we were your neighbors for four and a half years mm-hmm. and our sweet little boys played together yes. in our backyards. Mm-hmm. So your backyard faced my backyard. Mm-hmm. So we basically just shared yards. Yes, we did. <laughs> and um, it was a really sweet four years for my family. Um, I would just have to say you loved us well. You know, I feel like I know you more recently in the last like six to nine months than I did yeah. the whole four and a half years. Which well, I'm... it's because I was having babies and... <laughs> 
<laughs> oh my goodness. Yes, that's right. And you know, I still look out the back window and I'm looking for the kids uh, wandering around. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I find myself doing that a lot lately. Yeah. And it's like, oh, they're not there. You know? Yeah. And it's not quite as lit up. And yeah. Uh, but they're great neighbors. And um, but we miss you guys. Oh. Absolutely. Well, I have to give you a public shout out because your son Emerson is how old is he now? He is nine. Okay. And my oldest is seven. Uh-huh. So. Emerson did such an outstanding job of noticing my boys. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a lot of little boys in that age group would have done like, oh, they're so little compared to me. Sure. But he didn't. Uh-huh. He was so intentional to see them and to love them and to always be aware yes. and to make them feel valued. Yes. So I know that he learned that from you. I know that's something he picked up from you. And I just want to say thank you Aww, thank for you. teaching your son to see people, to yes. value them. and. Yes. He was on our top three reasons of why we should not move. <laughs> that, just, oh, that just melts my heart. Yeah. You know, he is the youngest, mm-hmm. so he's used to looking up to his siblings. Yeah. So I think that was a role for him that he enjoyed, Yeah. that he had someone else looking up to him and for him to set that example. Yeah. So, and I think he really loved that. Yes. Mm-hmm. I think so. I really do. And he asks about him. And it's so sweet. It's just, yeah. Well, it was just such a sweet moment. You guys took the effort to drive the 12-minute drive to our new house uh-huh. on Crosley's birthday sure. to just show him that you guys cared. And that, I mean, the, the picture, we're going to have to put it up yeah. on this yeah. episode because the picture of Emerson and Crosley, yes. I feel like Crosley's face is going to break <laughs> if does. he smiles any bigger. Yes, I know. So, I know. I love that. So That's sweet. I said that to you because I'm like, oh my God. Gosh, look at this. That's so cute. So yes. precious. <laughs> Very precious. I feel like that like that's friendship. Yes, yes, absolutely. So good. Absolutely. Okay, so Sally, so our listeners can get to know you and so I can get to know yeah. you. Um because I just know you as Emerson's mom. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us a little bit about yourself. Sure. Um Wow, I'm gonna be fifty next month, which oh. I can't believe. Ooh, Happy birthday. I know. So I fun. Know. Um I can't believe I'm actually telling everyone I'm gonna be fifty, but <laughs> You know what? I'm embracing it, and I'm just going to go with it. Yes. that's just the season I'm in. Absolutely. 50 and but, fabulous. You yes, look great. that's right. So um, I'm married to my husband, Barry. We've been married for um, just over 25 years. Wow. Um, and we have three children um, that are legally ours, and then we have another boy that um, has come to us, and um, he's our child in our heart. And um, So, yeah, so we have four Okay. Um, is how I describe our family. And what are the age ranges? So we have um, the the young man that is with us is now 20. Okay. Um, we have two girls that are 17, and then we have Emerson that's nine. <laughs> so we so have you have a bunch. spread. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. So, so you're parenting in Generation Z. Yes, we are. Yeah. Yes, yes. I feel like that could be an entire episode. Uh-huh. I know. Absolutely. But she's also parenting a millennial. So. Yes, yes, she is. Yes, <laughs> yes she is. So. Yes. Wow. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so when we have a guest on the show, we always ask two yeah. questions, and the the answers are so varied, and they're so interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, what's something about yourself that you feel is ordinary? <laughs> you know, I've been thinking about this one really hard, um, because I've been listening to some of your podcasts and catching up and kind of, yeah. you know, um, enjoying that as I travel uh, for work. And, um, you know, I... The first thing that's come to my mind is I put my pantyhose on one leg at a time, just like everybody yes. else does. <laughs> so, you know, I I feel like, you know, I'm no better than anyone else. Um, mm. You know, I'm, I'm just doing life and trying mm. to give my best to my family and um, do it the way God wants me to do it. And mm. um, so I just feel that 
um, you know, that's just the everyday mm-hmm. things that we do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, that was, that's where I've kind of come up with that answer. That's really but good. Something. Don't you think sometimes people forget that we all do that? Yes. Like we all, mm-hmm. we all have those normal, it doesn't right. matter if you have this mm-hmm. high status somewhere right. or you're a celebrity or you've accomplished something really successful and the world dies. Yes. We all have those things that make us yes. ordinary. Yeah. yeah. Yes. I love Absolutely. that answer. That's yeah. good. That yeah. is good. Okay. So what makes you extraordinary? Yes. Um, well, I don't like to toot my own horn. Um, oh, please do. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, you know, I, I feel like God has given me tools through my personality and, mm. um, my sense of humor yeah. to be able to handle, um, the things that we've had to handle mm-hmm. through the years and things that we're still dealing with as parents. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and, and keeping me grounded in that, um, so that I can just try to stay focused on him as much as I can. And, mm. you know, I, I fall, I fail mm-hmm. just like we all do. Mm. Um, but I try to just keep going and showing the love of Jesus to, you know, other people that they can see him through me. Mm. So mm. Um, I yeah. love that so much because I, I love that you said your sense of humor and your personality. Mm-hmm. You know, I think sometimes people forget, like, those are gifts from God, yes. too. Like, yes. it's what he's put in you right. to allow you to affect other people. Exactly. I love that. How yeah. cool. Yeah. yeah. Do your kids think you're funny? You know, it depends on who you talk to. The teenagers, no. <laughs> <laughs> the nine-year-old, you know, he still thinks I'm okay. But, yeah, um, the teenagers just kind of look at me and they tell me and I dress weird and, you know, I have no style. And Aww. sometimes I think secretly I think they think I'm Okay. Yeah, <laughs> I think they think you're pretty awesome. They'll come around. They I, just don't realize it's cool to admit that you like your mom. That must be it. Yeah, okay. yes. they'll get there. Yes, I feel like you hit this certain age where you realize you really know nothing. Yes, and your mom is awesome. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. So that's coming. You get yes. to look forward to that. Yes. Yeah. My mother said to me, um, we were talking about the teenage years and how you know they don't listen to me. I you know I have this advice, and my mom's like, "Honey, you don't know how dumb you really are. <laughs> you know, you 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 think." But they think you know nothing. That's you know? right. Yeah. And um, that's been, I've hung on to that because I, I think to myself, oh, you know, where did this come from? I, you know, I have things to share with you. Yeah. Um, but they don't, they're not, they don't want to hear it right now. So, uh-huh. yeah. They will. Yeah. I yeah. So. They will. You tell me when they start realizing how awesome you are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> Okay, so you guys are in you're in full blown back to school mode, yes, aren't you? We yeah. Are. And it's not just the kiddos. Mm-hmm. Fill us in. Well, um prior to becoming a mom, um I received my master's degree and was practicing as a family nurse practitioner. So you know a little bit of something. Yes, I yeah. do. <laughs> and so um and then we tried for so many years with, you know, to get pregnant and be parents that when finally we were able to, I put my career on hold because mm-hmm. that was the priority and that's what I wanted no mm-hmm. matter what. So, um, so yeah, so I have left that nursing profession for the last 17 years. Wow. And I've done numerous things where I've helped at the preschool and I've done a little home-based business. And, you know, right now I'm just kind of piddling with teaching skincare for a retail company mm-hmm. and just having some fun. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just kind of my time to yeah. feel like I'm contributing. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but now with, um, 
one of the retail companies in town that is closing for yes. good, um, I am going to go back and sit for my national boards again. Mm. So um, there's some studying involved. Yes. So, um, and, and that's been a challenge Yeah. in the midst of, you know, getting the homework and the lunches unpacked and getting to football practice and, you know, those kinds of things. So, yeah, it's um, the computer sitting there. It's been a couple weeks, but I am hoping to get back on track with that here soon. How are you even beginning to balance that? That's a lot, it Sally. Is. It is. Yeah. Um, I am trying to not schedule myself intentionally mm -hmm. for something every day. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm used to having the full calendar and something going on all the time, and I am trying to be very intentional to not you know, book myself every day of the week. So yeah. that way I can say, okay, today is my day and I'm going to sit for four hours and I'm going to do this. Yes. Yeah. Um, and run the dishwasher before I sit down, throw that load in, you know, after I'm done yeah, it's good. and, and try to be very intentional about that. Yeah. That's exactly what it takes, isn't it? Yes. My, my husband and I talk often about putting white space on your calendar, yes. you know, and actually write that in like white mm -hmm. space. Like yes. this, nothing gets to take this spot exactly. on the, this little square in the calendar yes. because otherwise it'll get filled up it will quickly and it you're will. just I know can't say yes to the best things That's right yeah. yep it's good absolutely well I want to I want to make sure we talk about parenting teens but I want to push that for a minute to talk about something you mentioned mm -hmm. you talked about the years of trying to have babies yeah can you talk to us about absolutely. that absolutely well I have um, a hormone imbalance it's called polycystic ovarian syndrome mm -hmm. And so I got diagnosed with that when I was about 17 and wow. they just said, well, you know, we need to regulate your cycles and, you know, you may have trouble getting pregnant someday, but you know, you don't need to worry about that. So, you know, 17, sure. I'm going to college and I'm just trying to maintain things, um, with my health. So then comes, you know, getting married and, you know, deciding that, you know, it's time we'd like to, you know, have a baby and it wasn't happening. Mm. So, um, we then pursued just, you know, there's a process to go through as far as, you know, starting with your regular, you know, OBGYN and then moving to a reproductive endocrinologist. Um, and that process was, um, you know, it was kind of hit or miss because my husband traveled a little bit and, um, we would, um, you know, try a few things like some oral medications to try to, you know, kind of stimulate the ovulation. Um, and then he'd be gone for a couple weeks for work. And <laughs> <laughs> You're like, so much for that. So, yeah. yeah. So um, then we we decided to really get serious with it. So then we consulted with a reproductive endocrinologist. And so that's when we started with doing injections to try to stimulate ovulation. And then uh, because the syndrome is basically you know, you, you develop this, the follicles and the cysts, mm. but they don't, you don't ovulate with it. They mm. stop growing. And mm. so you never release that, that egg okay. to be fertilized. So, um, and there's a whole, you know, range of symptoms that go with that. But, um, so they were giving me medications to create more of those, hoping that one of those, you know, I would have a normal egg release, yeah. um, mm -hmm. and that it would happen, you know, the way it's supposed to happen. Yeah, sure. So, um, so we did a series of in different kinds of injections, um, and we ended up we got pregnant twice, mm. um, and unfortunately had miscarriages both times. Mm, yeah. Um, and it it was it was a very painful painful time. Yeah. Um, and it was uh, you know we we kind of talked a little bit about you know the anger that goes with that you know yeah. and I was so frustrated because I'm thinking, you know 
you know, this is my right as a woman, Yeah. you know, that I get married and, you know, that's what I want to do is mm-hmm. I want to be a mom, you know, and, and have the experience of carrying a child and going through all that. Um, and so I, I was very angry during that time period. Who were you angry at? Um, I was angry at God because I felt yeah. like I was being punished for something. Yeah. So unfortunately I was, um, really, um, pulled away from God mm-hmm. at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was a very dark time and lonely. And, yeah. um, you know, I had some friends that were going through some of the same thing. Um, we were involved through a, a support network called Resolve of Wisconsin, mm. and each state has their own chapter, and they were a great resource just to network with other people that are going through the same thing. They know what this is like with with everything. Yeah. Um, and so that was great, but, you know, it, just in general and in passing, and, yeah. you know, women that I've talked to that are struggling, and they're like, I'm, you know, every time I turn around, I see someone that's pregnant, or yeah. there's another baby shower, mm-hmm. and... You know, I just, I feel like I want to scream and run out of the store, you yeah, know? Yeah. And I, I said to her, uh, to a couple of the gals, use your sense of humor. You know, when those mm-hmm. issues would come up and you're at a party and someone's like, well, when are you guys going to have a baby? You know, how come you guys haven't had a kid yet? You know, mm-hmm. to say, my response was always, you know, we keep buying the lotto ticket, but we haven't hit the winner. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I mean, yeah. just to try to you know, lighten it attention yeah. and yes. be able to then, you know, move on. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So, um, you know, I would encourage your listeners to, to try to reach in there and grab some humor with it. Mm. Um, because it is a tough discussion. Mm-hmm. It is hard when everyone in your friend group is, is going through this and, mm. and you want to be happy for them, but they kind of pull away because they don't know, they want to upset you. And, yeah. Um, so you have all those issues going on as yeah. well. Um, so pause right there. Yeah. How, how, how would you have wanted your friends who were in the midst of having babies, you know, mm-hmm. first baby, second baby, third baby, mm-hmm. how would you have liked for people to respond in those moments towards you? Sure. Um, I would say just to acknowledge it, Yeah. you know, and say, Hey, I know this is hard. I would love for you to come. If you're not comfortable, it's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if it's too hard for you to come to the shower or, you know, to come over right after we get home with the baby, I get that, Yeah. you know, and I respect your, your feelings and where you are right now. Talk about it. Yes, absolutely. And, and don't be afraid because they are, they're dying inside. Mm -hmm. You know, they feel like, and it is a crisis of their life that they never thought they'd have to go through. Yeah. Um, and the last thing they want is to be pushed away yeah. by their close friends and family yeah. and such. So that's good advice. Yeah, that's good advice. How many years was that be- approximately between starting to try and have kids and then your miscarriages? Sure. Um, it was about five and a half years. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. So it was a long journey. <laughs> how, how was your marriage through all of that? Um, you know, it was, um, it, it, there were times it was a struggle, um, because I needed Barry, mm-hmm. um, in a way that he was not able to be there for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it, that was his own grief as well as just, uh, the man's, yeah. you know, be strong. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I have this vivid memory and I think I shared this with you before of like the second miscarriage. I remember, you know, laying in bed in my room and, you know, just being miserable mm-hmm. and, you know, Barry was outside and he was, his nurturing was taking care of the yard and planting, you know, shrubs cause we had built a house. And so that was kind of his therapy at yeah. that time. And 
you know, he couldn't be there for me, you yeah. know, in that. Mm-hmm. And I, I know now that, you know, I know Jesus was sitting at the foot of that bed, mm-hmm. just waiting for me to cry out. But I was in such a dark, just terrible place yeah. myself that yeah. I just couldn't, I just couldn't. And, yeah. uh, but I know he never gave up on me. And mm-hmm. that was, and that's the beauty of how this story um, mm-hmm. continues on. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, and we all have our dry spells and, you know, we feel yeah. distant and then we come back and, yeah. um, you know, I'm just so thankful that Jesus never gave up on me, um, mm. and how he never does. And I always hang on to that because, yeah. um, I was giving up on myself, mm, you know? Yeah. And, um, so it, it, it's really been a journey mm. and, um, you know, I, I'd love to be able to share our story because it does, it, you know, it resonates with so many different people and their emotions and, like, oh yeah, I know someone that went through that and I don't know what to do Mm -hmm. or, you know, would you talk to them Mm -hmm. or, you know, any of that. And I've always been very open about that and about adoption and, and everything because there's a reason that we were put in this position. Um, there's a reason for our story Mm -hmm. and, um, we want to use it for the glory of God Mm -hmm. because he's blessed us so much. Yeah. So, so you were in Wisconsin at the time, yes, right? We and were. then, and then what from there? Yes. So I went to a, a, a conference and I decided I was going to take like a whole extra day off and do the spa that was there at the hotel, you know, nice. and I was going to pamper myself and, um, I had my own room. And so I was just having a great time. Uh, and Barry called me and he said, you know, I just got a phone call about a job opportunity that, you know, um, has come available and they were kind of looking for someone. It wanted to know if I knew of anyone that might fit, you know, for that role. Mm -hmm. And he said, I hung up and thought to myself, you know, I could probably do that, Mm -hmm. you know? And so we talked about it and I'm like, you know what, at this point, let's just do it. Let's just go for it. And it, and it was at that time that we had decided to stop treatment Mm Um, you know, I had, after the second miscarriage, I was, I was done. I mean, I, I'm the type of person where I can continue to push myself through a situation. Like I can do another cycle. I can do this. I can, I can handle this. We're going to do this. I'm going to do this for our family. And after the second one, I was just, I was done. I, I was, it was a very solid, definite, you know, like, I can't do it anymore. Yeah. Um, and I'm glad that I listened to myself for that. Um, so at, at that point, then we decided we would pursue adoption mm-hmm. um, because we weren't sure that IVF was going to be the route for us mm-hmm. um, because just financially and um, we we didn't know if if at the end there would be a baby right. yeah. with our situation. Mm-hmm. And we knew that with adoption, there would be. Yeah. So we decided that that's what we were going to do. So um, so we were within that um, time frame for probably, I would say, almost a year okay. before this opportunity came and this phone call. And so, you know, and I'm still going to work and doing, you know, and we're still doing life and we're, you know, all this stuff. And I'm like, you know what? Why not? Why don't you apply? Why don't you, you know, put your name out there and and tell them you're interested? Mm-hmm. And so um, he did. And from then, it was like these doors just started to open mm-hmm. and open. And uh, before we knew it, um, you know, he, he got the job and it was returning to P- Central Illinois, Peoria, mm-hmm. um, which we never thought we'd ever come back here because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. this is where we met, yeah. you know, and... Um, 
he was in the Navy, and so we traveled around, and we yeah. wanted to get back to the Midwest, ended up in Wisconsin, and so we were back here. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it, we found a house, and, and everything just was, like, falling into place. So we moved here. It's, well, it's it's actually 17 years this month. Wow. Yeah, and bought the house, and um, uh, we had been, you know, me being the, the type of person I am, I'm like, you know, I'm going to be very proactive in this with my medical background and, you know, being a nurse, I'm like, you know, somewhere down the line, I'm going to run into somebody, you know, somewhere, somebody's going to know somebody, Mm -hmm. you know, that has a situation that the birth mom might want to go ahead and, and, you know, want to do an adoption Mm -hmm. plan. So, you know, we had a separate phone line installed. We had business cards made up that, you know, with little pink and blue saying we were searching for a child to adopt a baby and we had the phone number and, our names so that they could call in and it wouldn't cost them and we could talk to them, you know, so we were doing all these things. We sent out our Christmas letters and we told everybody, anybody and anybody we knew went to college with, because we just wanted to expand this huge network thinking, wow, we've got to be able to find, you know, there's got to be a way. So, um, we moved here and, um, uh, by October we had two adoption leads. So within two months after Hmm. All that time in Wisconsin, wow. we had adoption leads. Wow. And when we were married in 1993, we came back from the East Coast and we got married at our church downtown. Wow. Um, and because I was raised in the Methodist faith, and so that's where we, you know, I had been to church there once when I yeah. lived here before, <laughs> just once. And so I said, let's get married at that church. <laughs> yeah. So we did. And um, when we came back, and in that two months time period, I was like, you know, I feel like we need to go, to, we need to get back to church. You yeah. know, it was just like this tug. And um, Barry's like, okay, well, let's, you know, let's try. So we tried, you know, a couple of them. And then we, I said, let's go back to the one we got married in. Mm. And we did. And we went back and probably the second or third week after listening to the, um, uh, the, um, the pastor, we were like, yeah, we're supposed to be here. Uh, because he started talking about how he was adopted and his wow. mom. And, you know, he was incorporating all these things into his sermons. And it was like, oh, my gosh, this is where we're supposed to be. This yeah. is, we need to be here. Hmm. And so um, I can remember, you know, at the end of the service going up and talking to him and, you know, asking him to pray for us for that. And, you know, there was just this instant connection. And, you know, we we immediately felt like we were connected, you know. Yeah. Yes. And so things just, you know, it was like once we finally said yes to God, that mm. things just started to roll. Hmm. And so, um we get this phone call um, from uh, my sister-in-law, who is a midwife out on the East Coast, and she had a colleague that called her and said, hey, is your brother still looking for a baby to adopt? Because I have a teenager in my office that wants to do an adoption plan. Wow. You know, and she's screaming on the other end of the phone, yes, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so she calls us, and so we... Um, we're all excited and we're, you know, trying to connect via phone and, you know, send pictures of who we are. And, um, you know, when you, when you do this adoption process, you do, um, um, it's like a profile. It's kind of, you present yourself to Mm -hmm. potential birth moms of, with some pictures of who you are as a couple. And and then you write a letter that says, Mm -hmm. this is what we value. This is who we are. This Mm -hmm. is what's important to us. And so, um, 
we were in the process of doing all that and talking to them and trying to figure out how we were going to do this adoption through, you know, a different state. Yeah. And um, we had to rehome study, okay, because every state is different mm-hmm. with their adoption laws. So in the process of doing our home study for Illinois, then we got another call from our caseworker who said, we have another birth mom in here. She's looked at your profile and she would like to meet you. Wow. Yeah. So I'm like pulling myself up off the floor. (laughs) Yeah. And, um, double portion. (laughs) Yes, exactly. And I'm like, I call my husband. I'm like, oh my gosh, you got to come home. We have to talk about this. Oh my gosh. You know? So we met with her and her mom and she was like, yes, we want, you know, we want to pick you guys. We feel comfortable with you. And so we were like, oh my gosh, we have these two situations and what are we going to do? It's in our, it's like in our court yeah. at this time where everything has felt so out of control and we've had no control. Yeah. So we prayed about it and it was like, okay, God, if, you know, if you want us to have both of these babies, we're going to be open to it. Mm. We're not going to pick one situation over the other because if one decides to do something different and then the other one's already found another family, you know, so we were just very intentional about praying about that. And, you know, knew that there was always a risk for multiples anyway, going yeah. for infertility treatments. Mm-hmm. Sure. So we ended up getting both babies. <sighs> so, which is like totally unheard of. Within how short of a time? Um, they are five weeks apart in age. <laughs> <laughs> so here we go from, you know, me not being a mom. I, I call it zero to 60 in like two seconds. Yeah. yeah. Um, from having no babies to two hmm. um, was really um, quite the experience. So... Um, How did humor help you in that? Yes, yes. <laughs> well, um, you know, it, it it created, God allowed this conversation to be um, lighthearted yeah. and open with people yeah. um, because um, they're two different races. Mm-hmm. And so we had the double stroller, you know, with the two infant seats that snapped in. And we would go and people would look in the stroller and say, oh, you've got twins. And then they'd be like, oh, wait a minute. Is that, <laughs> can that really happen? <laughs> So did you just like lead them on and be like, yes, they are. You know, and they're like, uh. <laughs> at the end, as they got a little bit older, I did. But at yeah. the start, I would say, no, this is through adoption. You know, yeah. we, we've adopted our children and, yeah. you know, we've been blessed with two. And, you know, people kind of, it just catches them off guard. Yes. You know, because they're attracted to, you know, wanting to touch the babies and feel yeah. the babies and talk to them and all that. So, you know, again, it was like this, you know. We were, we were given this opportunity to talk positively about adoption hmm. um, and our situation, and it's just kind of gone from there. Wow. So, um, and, you know, it, it's, it's been a journey. It yeah. really has. It yeah. really has. And to go from not knowing anything to having to just do it. Yeah. You know, um, was hard. I mean, were there even, was there even time for a baby shower? There was. Okay. Yes, there was. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> yes, there was. And um, it was great because people just blessed us beyond, you know, and, you know, and then so I wasn't working and, you know, we were going through formula like crazy and diapers. And I can remember my parents would come down to visit us and my mom would bring me a canister of, you know, formula and a bag of diapers. I'd be like, thank you, you know, yeah. and it just, you know, it, people, everyone, our family, you know, everybody was so good to us. And yeah, so. Do you feel like because of the struggle that you went through, 
to become a mom, to get there all those years. Do you feel like that changed your perspective once you were a mom? Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, and I was thinking about this this morning because, you know, I don't want to identify myself as a hovering parent or those helicopter mm-hmm. parents. I probably was. I'm sure my kids would say, oh yes, you are. You are. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I feel like there's such a responsibility that, you know, I mean, even if you, if I did give birth that, you know, that God gave me this child and the responsibility there, but the fact that another woman you know, trusted us to take care of her child and raise her child, that level of, um, you know, um, seriousness and, um, responsibility, you know, I took that very seriously. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I was always very, um, I've always been very conscientious of things I do and, and how we've tried to raise them and teach them and, you know, those kinds of things. And I'm not perfect, (laughs) you know, none of us are. And, um, yeah, it's, I've learned a lot. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So then fast forward and you get Emerson. I know. Yes. How did that go? So we have the two girls and we're, you know, we're doing life and we're, you know, we're good. And oh Lord, please don't give us anymore. (laughs) We're good. We're good. But you know, we'll be open, but you know, you know, please, you know, we're, I think we're good. And, um, we went on a mission trip with our church Hmm. and, um, we were in the midst of it. We were in Louisiana, you know, helping out with hurricane relief and, Mm -hmm. um, and my husband had been there before I had never been. And, you know, I wasn't sure what I was supposed to get out of that trip. And so in that process, I got a phone call from someone I know up in Wisconsin and she said, Hey, you know, anybody that's looking to adopt, we have, I, you know, she works in a GYN group and, you know, I'm like, sure. Um, let me get back to you. And so I had had a previous conversation with someone else in the group and they were kind of thinking, but weren't sure. And I went to her and I said, guess what? (laughs) This, this came about. And she was like, Oh my gosh. Uh, no, um, you know, and I'm going, Oh, okay. You know, and after I told her that she went and talked to her husband, of course, but I had this overwhelming feeling of what did you just do? Mm. Like I just put something in front of you and you just gave it away. I mean, I've just, I was convicted. I mean, it was very strange. I've never experienced anything like that. (laughs) And I went to my husband and, um, I'm like, I think we're supposed to adopt another baby. I'm like, I just feel like the Holy Spirit is talking to to me right now. I don't know where this is coming from. And so we had our whole missions team praying for us about it. Um, And I'm trying to remember the scripture that we had based that trip off of, um, you know, that I may be a blessing to others, but not hurt others. Mm -hmm. Um, Losing that scripture, forgive me right now. But... um, so we were really, you know, about expanding our territory. That's what it was. Yeah. yeah. And so that was our whole theme. And so we were all praying about that and what we were supposed to do. And, <laughs> you know, and so we felt like, oh my gosh, we're supposed to do this. Wow. So we get back home, you know, our girls are eight at yeah. this time. And so we had to do all our paperwork again and, you know, do all the stuff and follow all the steps. And so, and I kept in touch with her, the birth mom and, um, it was so freeing to be able to say, you know what, if, if you feel like this isn't going to work for you, it's okay. Yeah. It's okay to come and talk to me about that. Mm-hmm. And she's like, okay, okay. Well then she had the baby and kind of disappeared. Mm-hmm. And, but it was so freeing for me to be able to say that because I had such this desperation before that I would have been yeah. so devastated by yeah. that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so 
you know, we kind of sat there and looked at each other and went, well, you know, I, we don't know why we were supposed to do this, but Hmm. you know, here we are. So we're just going to sit with it. We've got an active profile, you know, and we're going to let God do with whatever with this. Yeah. So, um, my husband and I were involved in a retreat weekend, walk to Emmaus, Mm -hmm. if you're familiar with Mm -hmm. that. So he went first and then, um, on my way in, um, you know, they take your phone because you're supposed to focus on your relationship with Jesus. That's your whole weekend and it's just you and him. And, and so, um, during that weekend when I was gone, um, our caseworker had called my husband and said, I've got a very strange situation and I'm not really sure what to do with it, but we have a birth mom that's in the hospital. She's already given birth. The family that she chose um, is not responding to calls. They're not calling us back. They're not texting us back. Hmm. They're kind of they they they've kind of just disappeared. And she's like, "This never happens." You know, usually it's not the adoptive parents, yeah. and hmm. so obviously they weren't ready. Um, and so she's like, "So I'm trying to make another plan with her," and. Um, I wanted to give you guys a call. Hmm. So I come out from the weekend and we're driving home and Barry's like, um, I got this phone call. <laughs> I'm like, oh my gosh. You know? And he's like, yeah, they want us to come up to the hospital tomorrow. And I was like, oh my gosh. You know, I'm just like, you know, my jaw is like on the floor. And we went up there, Barry and I went up there and we met her and her mom and her sisters and we got to hold the baby mm-hmm. and, and, and she was comfortable with us and we just all hit it off really good. And mm-hmm. she told the caseworker, yeah, I want them. Mm-hmm. Wow. And the next day we came home with a newborn. Oh my goodness. <laughs> so, I mean, God just works in so many wonderful ways and yeah. to trust the nudges, I, I, you know, it's so important because he was preparing us. Had we not gone through that process, we yeah. would not have been able to do that. Yeah. We would not have been able to bring him home and have everything go as mm-hmm. is. So yeah, we came home wow. the next day with a newborn and had a baby boy and that's Emerson. That's Emerson. <laughs> so were you like holding your breath thinking in two weeks, I'm going to get a call for another baby boy? <laughs> oh, you know, I, we've been, we've been, you know, on our knees, please, you know, please, we're done. You know, cause yeah. I was 40 at the time when we wow. got him. And that was a, that was a challenge sure. for me physically. It's different. It is different. Yeah. Cause I was 32 when we had the girls. So I was still, you know, and 40 was like, oh my God, I got to get up, you know? And yeah, you know, it was, it, there was a big, big change there wow. um, with myself and just that decade. <laughs> wow. But, um, he's just blessed us and, um, you know, God is good. Mm-hmm. He's so good through everything. And, you know, we've had our challenges and, um, you know, we have some special needs that we deal with, mm-hmm. with, um, with some of the kids and, um, that's a whole separate conversation, but, um, mm-hmm. a whole learning process through having a child with mental illness. Yeah. Um, so it's, you know, it's a learning process and I tell everyone, this is our journey, you know, yeah. it's a journey and we're, what am I supposed to learn out of it? Sometimes I, I sit and I think, what do you want to teach me? Mm-hmm. I don't know what I'm supposed to get from this Lord, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and I know that I'm, I'm not done growing and Mm -hmm. and learning what I need to learn. Um, but it is our journey and some days it's so hard being a mom. And I think, you know, I'm living for the moment to get in front of him and have him say, good job, well Mm -hmm. done, good and faithful servant. You know, some Mm -hmm. days those are, that's my motivation. Mm -hmm. You know, that's what keeps me going. Mm -hmm. Um, 
And, uh, but you know, I, I wouldn't have it any other way. Yeah. This is, this is how we were supposed to be parents. And, um, mm. yeah. So we just laugh and say, yeah, you know, we've never done anything the normal way anyway. So why would we start now? <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I love that you said it's your journey because I think well, with anything, but especially with adoption, it's so personalized, isn't it? it? Is. And that decision to move forward in yes. adoption. Mm-hmm. So I want to ask you, what did it look like for you, for your heart mm-hmm. and for your mind yes. to go from that, okay, I'm not going to have my own mm-hmm. biological children mm-hmm. and I'm full in on adopting. Yes. What did that space in between there look Absolutely. like? Um, you know, I needed to heal the piece of not being able to bear a child. Mm-hmm. So did that look like mourning um, a little bit? It was, yeah, it and, was a grief. Yeah, it was yeah. a grief process. And, yeah. you know, I was in counseling um, and mm. worked through that with my therapist mm. and dealt with that anger. And had I not, it probably would have created more problems for myself, mm-hmm. you know, as time has gone on. Mm. So I really, I would encourage anyone that's going through that, get some help. Don't be afraid to, mm. to do that. Reach out and get help that's because good. you're not alone. Mm-hmm. And it's a, it's a, um, something that, you know, is a human thing and yeah. to not be able to experience that you know, work through that, yeah, work through it. Good. You'll be healthier. Um, and you know, I always wasn't sure, you know, you think, Oh, could I really love another, someone else's child, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but let me tell you that the minute that they put that baby in your arms, it, it's yours. Yeah. That child is yours. You are mommy all of a sudden, mm-hmm. you know, and it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. And um, of all the, the four kids that we have, only one is, is Caucasian. And it doesn't matter, yeah. you know, um, because they're, you know, the, the it's a child and they love you and the skin color does not matter. Right. You know, it doesn't matter. And, you know, and that's a whole nother conversation. But yeah. it's just that if you are open to being a parent, however God wants you to be a parent, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. Yeah, it really so doesn't. Good. Um, and it's so important. It's such a huge role. And anytime we can talk about adoption, I try to talk very positively about it. Um, because there's such a social stigma with it and it's such a, you know, in this world, people look at it negatively Mm. and, or they'll say, Oh, you guys are so good for Mm. doing that. And I'm like, well, we don't look at it that way. (laughs) And I say that to them. I'm like, you know, our birth moms are our heroes. Mm. They are because they have made the, the, the most sacrificial decision of their entire lives because they want more for their child. They Mm -hmm. love their child so much and they know that they couldn't provide or whatever their situation was to that. They, they wanted to pick another family, another life for that child. Um, and so there are heroes because without them, we wouldn't be parents. Mm -hmm. We wouldn't have our kids. And so we just try to talk so positive about it. Yeah. Um, and it's such a gift. It's such a gift. Sally, I love that so much. I love your perspective on it because I'm sitting here listening to you speak and watching your face as you talk about your babies, your kids. And, what I'm seeing is that through this process, you have become more like Jesus. Mm. And I, I just picture your house looking a little bit more like heaven's going to look mm. because of your heart for adoption. Mm. Because that's what God the Father does for us. Mm-hmm. Is right. He goes, child, you're mine. Yes. And I'm choosing mm-hmm. to adopt you. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And you get to choose that I am your father. Right. And so I just think that 
mm-hmm. the refining that he's done in you mm-hmm. through this journey of adoption mm-hmm. and building your family. Mm-hmm. And it, I think that that is really a beautiful thing. It mm-hmm. is. It is. Yeah. And he continues to refine and prune and, yeah. <laughs> you know, and I just hope that through my lifetime that, that, that process just, you know, I can, the more I learn and the more experience that we have to be able to share with other women, to give them hope. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You yeah. Know, yeah. Um, and we had an awesome, hilarious moment when, so Crosley was very young when we moved in across from you. And, um, so there's two little boys that lived, you know, you guys were neighbors. Uh-huh. So both backyards backed up to ours. Sure. Your little boy, Emerson, is black. Uh-huh. And then there was a little boy who was a bit older who was white. Uh-huh. And Crosley would play with them often, uh-huh. both of them. Yeah. And I said to him one day, he said, can I go out and play? My friend is at the door. I said, which friend? He said, I don't know. I cannot tell them apart. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And he was I little. You know, he was three. Yes. And in his mind... Emerson and this other little boy looked yeah. exactly the same. Yes. Even though one was so chocolate and one was so vanilla. I know. I know. And I loved it yes. so much because yes. I thought, yes, son, yeah. that is right. Yes. We don't differentiate between right. souls. We don't differentiate between colors. That's right. To him, it was his little friend at the door. That's right. And I was just like, oh, I hung I on to that going, that's I how I want all of us to be. I know. Absolutely. Yeah. And Emerson will say to me, you know, when I grew in your tummy, I must have been really hungry. You know, he'll say, <laughs> you know, these little precious things they say, you know, and I'm like, and so he doesn't even see color. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's what, oh, I wish the world had more of that mm-hmm. because yeah. it doesn't matter. It's yeah. the same heart, soul, spirit, you know what I yes. mean? And it's Amen. so precious. Mm-hmm. So Amen. precious. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh my goodness. I love that. So what, what advice would you give to someone who's contemplating? Maybe they're in that space of not sure. Yeah. What would you say to them? Yeah. I would say, talk about your feelings with your husband, mm. you know, um, and, you know, cause I've, I've run into people where like the husband's like, oh, I don't know if I could do that, yeah, yeah, you know, or the wife, oh, I'm not sure, you know, and I would say, keep the communication open, mm-hmm. talk about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and know that, you know, if, if it is an issue, you know, related to whatever, that's your roadblock, you know, try to get some peace with it. Talk to someone that's not in your inner circle mm-hmm. that you trust that can help you give you to give you some perspective mm-hmm. because in the end it was about me being a mom yeah. more than it was about my family looking a certain way. Wow. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was, that was the most important thing, but it is a process, you know, um, and praying about it and what your what God wants you to do. What, yeah. what does he want you to do with this, Mm -hmm. the situation that you've been given, Mm -hmm. um, because everything happens for a reason and God's got a purpose for everything. Yeah. And so, you know, instead of, you know, and I was there of closing it off and, and living within just myself, Mm -hmm. it was to open it up and say, okay, what grow me in my faith? What am I supposed to do? Mm -hmm. What is this? What is my, what's the plan for me? What do you want for me? Yeah. Um, and, and just to go with it. Cause it, when he, when he showers the blessings, mm. he's going to, he's going to pour it and you're going to be blown away. Yeah. He's going to do it his way. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Oh, and that. it's always so much better, so much you know, better. than what you could ever anticipate or yeah. think. Yeah. 
I love that you said, you've said it twice now, Lord, what do I do? Mm-hmm. I think that's such an important question and yeah. one that he's okay with us asking. Yes, yeah. you know, absolutely. As moms, we would never reprimand our son or our daughter for asking us a question. Exactly. Like, Mom, yeah. what do I what, do about this? What do I do? Yeah. You know, we go, yeah. oh, come here, let me help you. Let exactly. me help you figure this out. Let me help you reason yes. in your own mind. But yes. don't you think, Heidi, so often we flip it and we say, God, I need you to do this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and sometimes he's just he's just sitting there waiting for us to go, what am I supposed to do? Yeah. What's my action? Right. Yeah. You know, because faith is faith is uh, is action on our part. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not just God doing for right. us. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. When I, I, as I hear your story, that's what I'm, that's what I'm hearing yeah. is as you started to ask, Lord, what do I do? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. What are the doors? And then you walked through the doors, right? Yeah. you know, you yeah. didn't sit waiting going, mm-hmm. that's not the door I expected. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You went, okay, this is the door mm-hmm. that's being opened. Let's right. see what's in it. Right. Right. And so I think that's really important. Yeah. Um, and I think those four years of you know, the time before we started the adoption period was doing that, mm-hmm. you know, and him just kind of waiting, you know, just waiting. You yeah. Know? I think about how, you know, he's so patient with us, mm-hmm. you know, waiting for us to finally, you know, turn to him. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I, you know, I can't beat myself up about it that I right. had wasted time because I needed to go through it. It was that. your growth. Yeah. 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 It was your yeah. growth. Yeah, exactly. And, and the whole time he's going, oh, sweetheart. I know who your babies are. Yes. They're just not in the womb yet. Yes, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it's coming. Absolutely. They're coming. Yes. Yeah. I know. Yeah. I know. I know. Okay, so now you're you're out of the baby stage. Yes. You're in teenage world. Yes. In preteen world. Yes. And it's scary. <laughs> it's so scary. Oh my gosh. What's the side of it that you love though? Um, you know, it's it's being able to see some of the um the fruit. That mm-hmm. you know from the seeds you've planted, mm-hmm. um, and you know they're not perfect. They're growing too, and they're trying to figure out who they are. Um, but to see the things that we've taught them early on, like mm-hmm. the little the lessons and the relationships, and how you know you see them making a choice or saying something, it's like mm, okay, they listened. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. <laughs> and sometimes you really gotta listen. <laughs> to see that example or pick that up. But, um, yeah. yeah, And it's, it, it is hard. It is a Mm -hmm. tough time because, you know, you protect them and you nurture them and you teach them and you do all these things and, you know, and then they want to start, you know, coming out and doing their own thing Mm -hmm. and, and making their own decisions and you want to protect them. Yeah. You know, and it's like, I'm not ready for you to do that yet, you know? And Mm -hmm. it just, that's just the way it is. And so, you know, and it is, it's a whole nother season of learning Yeah, and asking God, you know, show me because I don't like this, Yeah, you know, and, um, you know, the, the, you know, the sass and some of the stuff mm-hmm. I get and, you know, I'm thinking, you know, you were just in pink dressed with a cute pose and everything. And you're yeah. talking to me like this, you know? Yeah. Um, but again, I try to use sense of humor as much as possible mm-hmm. and, um, you know, and just, try to take it one day at a time and continue to pray for guidance and yeah. for protection Yeah, to protect their souls from mm-hmm. everything that's out there. Yeah. Um, and just pray that, you know, that what we've done and taught them that they will just, that will just continue to grow and flourish and, yeah. you know, they'll continue to grow into 
the people they're supposed to be, that God wants them to be. It was so interesting in this class that we were in last night because the, the guy that was teaching it was talking about this generation and how they feel things that are very real to them, fears, and they have anxiety about things, and they're very, very, very real. And our generation is just like, well, that's stupid. Why would you be fearful of that? Mm. Why would that make you anxious? Mm. And it's because of the difference in culture. Sure. That, um, and some of it has because of some of the way that parents have raised them Mm -hmm. and, and sort of the, uh, the hovering helicopter, but they also are so much more aware of, cause they hear it and they see it everywhere where we didn't, you know, we didn't pick up the newspaper and read it at nine years old. Right. Exactly. But it's all over now. They hear it from everywhere. And so, so us learning to respond to their real fears and anxieties, not with, well, that's stupid. You just, or that's, that's not a real fear, Mm -hmm. but being able to acknowledge that, no, this is a real fear. Mm -hmm. This is something that you're actually anxious about Mm -hmm. or that you're concerned about like losing their phone. Mm -hmm. They have, they have a fear of losing touch, being disconnected, being disconnected. You know, that's not something we ever dealt with, You're right, but our kids are. Yes. So one of the guys, he was a student leader in Youth for Christ, uh-huh. and he said the number one of the number one reasons kids don't go to camp is because they have to have their phone taken away from them because oh, they take their word. phones during camp, and so that's one of the number one reasons they would choose the not fear to of being go. Disconnected. Wow. Yes, yeah. but it's such a, a false connection. Yeah. Right. Empty connection. Right. The texts and the Snapchats yes. and the what are they called? The, the streaks. Streaks. Yes. 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 Uh-huh. You know, and so yeah. they have this, this idea that they're connected, but uh-huh. it's really, it's, it's fake. It's empty. Wow. Hollow. Yes. So it's crazy. What a perspective. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I would have never thought about losing their phone, but you're right. And I think I sometimes, I can tend to be in that, mm-hmm. that camp of, come on, you don't have to be scared of this. This isn't that big of a deal. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. put on your big girl pants. Right. You know, <laughs> when, whoa, like, I need to acknowledge that this yeah. is a real thing, yeah. a real yeah. fear. Yeah. It's eye-opening. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, girls, this wow. is such an important conversation. Well, I hope it's given your listeners some hope. Yeah. I hope that you'll reach out to people, you know, your loved ones, get professional help if you need it. Mm. I hope it's been a blessing to mm. someone going through this, that you're not alone. Um, and just to get on your knees and pray and just ask for guidance. I want to say something. You're probably going to say the same thing. Go for it. (laughs) Um, you just looked at me like, um, I think it's so key what you just said, ask for, get professional help if you need it. Mm -hmm. I think so many people are scared to do that because they feel like they will be failing. Yes. Mm -hmm. It will, you know, say, I'm not strong enough to work through this on my own. Yeah. But I think... There, it can look di- many different ways. It can sure. be a trusted friend. It yes. can be, um, it can be someone who's licensed and yes. this is their job and they yeah, know right. how to walk you through this. I think it's, I was really excited to hear you say that you had gotten some help yeah. to work through the anger and that grief. Mm-hmm. And, Absolutely. Um, don't be afraid if that's you to find some professional yeah. help yes. to help you get through whatever that season is and take the next step. Yes. Yeah. And you'll be a better mom as a result. Mm. So good. Really will. And you'll be so happy good. you did it. Yeah. Sally, so much wisdom. Oh. I am confident our listeners are pulling out a I lot of this so. wisdom that you are just sharing from your heart. Yeah, and I hope so. Yeah. I know that they will. Yeah. I know they Good. will. So yeah. listeners, if you have any specific questions about something that Sally has said over this episode, 
please message us Mm -hmm. and we can get that information, those questions to Sally. Yes. And um, because, you know, everyone needs someone that's been on the journey ahead of them. Mm -hmm. So maybe you're stepping into this journey and you just need someone who's been there. Let us know Mm -hmm. and we will help connect you Mm -hmm. and help you figure out what is your next step. And um, I'm confident this is such a sweet woman and I know that she would be willing to answer your question. You bet. Absolutely. Well, thank you for listening. We are so happy that you did. We know that something that was said is for you. And so if you heard something and you feel like that's tugging at your heart, that thought will not go away, Mm -hmm. that's probably the Holy Spirit prompting Mm -hmm. you. Mm -hmm. So this is Heather and I always say, just test it against God's word. Mm -hmm. Talk to a trusted friend about it. Mm -hmm. You can message us as well to kind of get clarification. But just know that God is leading you. Mm -hmm. And we pray every time we have a guest, Mm -hmm. Lord, who's the guest? What's the topic? When is it supposed to air? Mm-hmm. And it's always so awesome to see mm-hmm. how God is so strategic yes. in those episodes going out. Yes. You can find us on Instagram at the H&H Hour. You can send us a message there. Mm-hmm. You can also email us at the H&H Hour at gmail.com. And we say this often. We respond to every single message that we get. It might take us a few days, mm-hmm. um, but we will get back with you and do our best to answer your questions and pray over you and help you through that. Yeah. So have a great week. We'll chat to you next time.